1: Hey everybody, before we get into today's pod, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about BlueWire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here on BlueWire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you wanted to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, Q&As of BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and e-learning course filled with tips and tricks. On top of that, we'll get you show published to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and other listening platforms. And the best part is that you can get this all for $15 a month. That's the same rate that any other hosting site would just charge you for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to your sports experience. Acceptance to the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Welcome welcome to the EB podcast. I'm your host Carlo Damas.
0: And with me
1: today to my left Mr. Drip prop himself, Alex Musibai. Yo yo yo, what's going on people? How does it feel that you've started
2: a movement, sir? It's honestly crazy, man. Like I was I was talking to I was talking to you guys about it the other night. Like I was telling this to Christian literally since the day he was drafted and it became like it became like a running joke almost just to piss him off anytime we would go to a game to start screaming drip drop. And now to actually on my feet is amazing. So thank
1: you. It's a staple of Hangover Time, which is our post-game show, which you can check out after every single heat game. And by the way, if you're watching, if you're listening to us on the podcast, we're broadcasting from our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash M I Heapy, get out on the conversation. We talk with chat. Chat's chat's popping right now. they they're they're giving they're dropping some drip drops. In the chat they get involved they ask us questions they help us produce let me tell you something you've been a godsend. i think the pods have been better because chat really helps us out so if you listen if you're an audio only you know we always tweet out the schedule and what time we go live to check out or, or follow us on twitch so that you get the little notification and, and all that good stuff uh on the bottom of the screen trash tweeter weird off himself jack alfonso what's up Happy i to kind be of here. coerced jack i kind of coerced you to come on today because we were arguing in our group chat and on on, on the timeline about a topic that I care way too much about.
3: Yeah, I guess we'll get into it. Uh, this was really a last-minute thing. I was not supposed to be on tonight, but then you asked, and I was like, all right, fine. So, so here I am.
1: <laughs> as you can see from the header on Twitch, the topic of conversation is Jimmy Butler and Bam out of Bios. All-star snub. Uh, Chad is upset as I am. and the uh, It's kind of weird because All-star is kind of... Um, an innocuous thing that doesn't matter. And I think we're all in agreement that it's probably better for the Heat if they don't go play in that game because it's dangerous. (laughs) It's dangerous out there with COVID and the Heat really can't afford anybody to be in health and safety protocols for one more damn game uh, because that's the whole into. So the All-Star reserves were announced. Uh, It's going to be James Harden, uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, Ben Simmons, Zach Levine, uh, Nikolai Vucevic, and uh, Julius Randle. <sighs> Moose, I'm upset. I'm upset because the the coaches decided they watched basketball, they game plan, they know the game, and yet they decided that Nikola Vucevic is having a better basketball season than Bam Adebayo, and they decided that Julius Randle also had a better season than Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. We're gonna get into all the nitty gritties and I'm gonna make my cases, but I mean what, you know, the, there's so many things wrong with the reserves. I mean, like Ben Simmons getting in, I think is ridiculous. I think Jalen Brown really fell off the last half. I, I think, you know, Zach Levine is another guy that I'm not crazy about in making. I think there's a lot of imperfect. I think Tatum and, and Harden were the only two guys that like legitimately were locks uh, to, be, to be reserves. But I tell you that Jimmy and Bam are snubbed, and you say, I would agree more with Jimmy being stubbed
2: than I would with Bam being snubbed. But you're also talking to someone that is just extremely happy that they are not going to Atlanta for the all-star game. Sorry, Jimmy and Bam, but it's just, I don't, I don't want you guys getting any extra minutes. I don't want any risk at, at any COVID injury, nothing like just stay the hell away. So I'm probably the wrong one to ask. But again, I think Jimmy had a much more valid case than Bam.
1: I think Jimmy Butler is legitimately one of the best players in the NBA. I think his play since he's come back from his COVID protocol has been absolutely spectacular. I think we also have to forget that before he went out with COVID protocols, he was on a bad ankle. He, he turned the ankle in Orlando the very first game of the season, and he just legitimately has not. He he started the season, he did not look good, right? Uh And, and Jimmy's been amazing. He's averaging 19 points, uh, s- almost eight rebounds, almost eight assists uh, with two steals. He is the linchpin of everything they do on defense, I think even more so than Bam since he's returned because since he's come back, the Heat are the number two defense in the league and all their metrics and their trends trend, right? They're good rim protectors, they... Close out on three point shooters, which they weren't before because Jimmy's now that help man and all that stuff. So, Jack, you were calling me, I think you called me cringe on the timeline because I was complaining yeah. about this.
3: I, okay. So, I i guess my take is two pronged. First of all, you're like what three games under 500 in no position to be talking about what you deserve or don't deserve. The There's Knicks a are three that that under NBA 500.
1: Don't... It's all the Knicks are the Magic I'm not are under worried
3: 500. About them. I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about Heat fans who. Right now, the team looks like dog shit. Like they had a couple of good no, wins. No, they don't. They have two wins
1: that They're are above five hundred. Since Jimmy's game. come back, they've legitimately okay, but, been a okay, good basketball stop. team.
3: But that's not the window of time that you're measuring. This. You're measuring Thank it from you. the beginning of the season yep. to now.
1: No, Jimmy, Jimmy played like three the games Jimmy before Jimmy, that.
3: But Jimmy, exactly, Jimmy wasn't playing the fuck. Jimmy game. missed a Other ton of games. Tatum missed a, a, a bunch of games. Game. It's not
1: fair. Durandus, Tatum, Dur- okay. Are we sure Tatum's better? Because yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not there.
0: Tatum's I'm not team sure, sucks. I think this, Tatum's
1: team is, I think, below, is than the heat. Yeah, huh? below 500. Yeah, we're
3: below 500. They're at 500. But when well, okay. Jimmy plays, they're above my 500. They're a winning basketball team not. when he plays. But my point is, if you're below 500 as a fan base, you're not in the position to be like, oh, we deserve this. We got snubbed. You are at the position right now where people are going to snub you, whether you deserve it or not, because nobody's paying attention to you because you're a bad team. And I know everybody's riding high on like the past couple of wins, but they still have one of the worst offenses in the league for the most part of the year. They've been really like not a good team. And really to the to date, they have like two impressive wins, one of one of them against the Lakers and another against the Bucks. And other than that, I don't know if they have another win that I would hold up as particularly impressive. Okay. Um, that's but, very nice. No, but I will agree. I will disagree with Moose. I think Bam deserved it more, but I also think not if J- Jimmy was getting voted in as a backcourt player, I think he absolutely would have deserved it and would have gotten in, but the front court was kind of loaded. Um, the backcourt, I think had like, I don't think Jalen Brown is better than Jimmy. I don't think uh, Zach Levine is like, deserved it more than Jimmy with the front court. It's a little complicated. I think the biggest snub is not Bammer Jimmy. I think it's Demontis Sabonis because his team is really good right now, and he has numbers that are like comparable with anybody.
1: I totally agree, Jack. His team is Sabonis should be there. What do you mean his team is really good? They're They're in the playoffs. They're four and six in their last ten. Their metrics don't trend well. Since Jimmy's come back, well, because the Heat have of
3: Metrics. This is the All Star game. They're the fourth seed in the East. They're a playoff
1: with team. with a five hundred record, which the Heat are. They're like above five hundred right now. Okay, they're one game over five hundred,
3: as opposed like, to us who are three games under five hundred.
1: Sorry, I'm, I'm with the Hamburger on this one, man. That, they're two. Yeah, games. You're alone on this, G. Okay, wait a second. They're two games ahead of the Heat, so it's not like they're like much better. They're two damn games better than the Heat. That's not a big difference. Sabonis, I agree, is a good player. I think Bam has been better, uh, but you, you, that, that's, that's whatever. I, I, if, if Sabonis, had have gotten it over Bam, I, I wouldn't have been too upset. Um, Randall has plays for in a below five hundred team, a team that's only a game better than the Heat. And again, I always point to this. Let's look at if we're if we're really looking at these guys and whether they deserve this honor or not. What is their production like when they play versus when they don't? How much are you really impacting your team? And I've, I've pounded this drum a lot. When Jimmy's on the court, when he's playing basketball for them, the Heat are outscoring opponents by almost a five net rating. They have a 112 offensive rating and a 106 defensive rating. When he sits, when he doesn't play, they're getting outscored by minus eight net rating, minus seven point whatever net rating. With an offensive rating of 106, which is like almost dead last in the league, and a defensive rating of 113, which is fucking awful. So the impact that Jimmy has on the team when he plays is, in, is more than any of those guys that you can say. More than Randall, who's a minus both on and off. He's just a slightly less minus when he's off. Levine, who's better. The Bulls are better when Levine sits by eight points in a not insignificant sample size. And Vucevic, who is also plays for a bad team. Right, who doesn't impact winning the way Jimmy does? Because when Jimmy has played basketball, they have won games. They have a positive point differential in the games that he plays. They are above five hundred. They are if you you said but the Pacers a are a team. really good team. If if the if Jimmy was healthy, the Heat would be above the Pacers. And the Pacers have some injuries too. Like they're they're not like and in a COVID I, I, season for you to for you to punish a guy that got sick. Because he missed two weeks of basketball. When Tatum missed a week of basketball, when Durant has only played 50 more minutes in Jimmy Butler, Durant I think got it's votes, a though. little it's ridiculous.
3: Huh? I, okay. Here's one, thing, one point I will make is the Heat are deserve to get punished on some level. The reason why we're talking about where the Knicks are basically in the same position, a little bit better than the Heat right now, and the Pacers, like— a little bit better than the Heat right now. The reason they don't get the same scrutiny is they didn't make the fucking finals last year. The Heat made the finals last year, and they are one of the biggest disappointments. By Maybe injuries. the, I know, but like they are still one of the biggest disappointments. But we in the NBA. still have way too they many. They were starting Gabe, Vincent,
1: Max, Shrews, and Casey Paula. What, what are they that's supposed to do?
3: In the front office. I mean, we've talked at length about what they should do. And I think what Moose about to say is, They have way too many losses that are inexcusable. They have not been a good team this year. They have been maybe the most disappointing team in the NBA this year. Fairly or unfairly, I don't think they should be playing this year. I think COVID unfairly took them out. But they also, like, even healthy, they haven't been wonderful. They've been better. And they have a really good defense and a really bad offense. They are still a disappointing team, even with health.
1: That's fine. And I agree with that. And I don't don't (laughs) want to... I don't I, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree because we've we've been on this show and we've kind of pounded that like a lot and they they they've they've sucked they've flat out sucked and even the games but like again, they're eleven and eight when Jimmy plays and they're three and nine without him. Dragets has played two games with Jimmy since he's come back um and that matters right their health matters right and and i I think Jimmy's impact on the court I think the numbers say so I think the films say so. Um, they're really good on defense and a big part of it. And to
2: to those numbers, that's why I think Jimmy is more deserving than Bam because of the impact that he makes when he's out there. And also I kind of agree with you in the sense that like, let's not um, give this guy a disadvantage because he had COVID. So Jimmy comes back from COVID. What does he do? Puts up triple doubles, triple doubles, triple doubles. It just goes to show you that the all-star of this team, as much as we want it to be Bam, is actually really jimmy. jimmy so if it's we're going to have a representative it should be jimmy but with that being so, said i didn't want either of the guys to go
1: so drip drop i'm happy <laughs> bam's on off numbers are a little interesting and i actually think this bode's really well for him so when he's on the court uh they're minus .9 uh and they have a one, almost a 110 offensive rating and a 110 defensive rating they're 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 almost even really uh, when bam's off they're minus almost 5 with a 105 o rating and a 110 d rating uh that says a lot to me as well because you know a lot of those games that he played were with you know starting Gabe Vincent and Struce and all these dudes when they were you know fighting to stay alive against you know and that was a really tough part of their schedule right they played the they played the Brooklyn Nets twice you know they they had they were not gimmies and uh i think the fact that he they he has treaded water um in terms of his on off differential is important i think the numbers obviously speak for themselves he's like 20 10 and 5 uh, on really really good shootings he's one of the most efficient players in the league his free throw shootings up to 85 percent, and he gets to the line almost six times a game he's been really good obviously on defense the pedigree is there and we know it and again they have the second best defense since jimmy butler's come back and what's know, their offense what's their offense look like they're 25th they're 25th and offense. That's really bad. Bad. That's e- bad defense wins championships jack they're bad <laughs> they're bad but if you look at but if you look at the metrics it, and if you look at the film, I mean, that's not I think we've gone over this Our offense is bad because Andre Iguodala is killing their spacing and Duncan Robinson can't hit a shot. Right. Like it, it's a part of it. And you see what happens last night in the fourth quarter. They're running the same stuff and Duncan makes a couple shots. And all of a sudden their offense looks pretty fucking good. Right. Because they have really elite shooters moving up, moving off really complicated sets. And when those guys get in a rhythm, it's hard to defend. So I agree, Jack. I think they should be docked for their offense, but I mean, you look down. They should down be docked
3: it, for everything.
1: They're in, but it's Julius Randle. Do You think that, like, we look at the competition? It's are impressive, of course, Randall.
3: But the Knicks are a success story right now, and the Heat. Are no, they're the, not. Again, they suck. They're below five hundred. Okay, but relative to expectations, this that is doesn't matter. What does that
1: matter for? What does that matter for an individual it's the accolade? All-Star
3: game because it's the All Star game. And that's how it works. It's a stupid thing that really shouldn't like be tied to any legacy discussion because it's always been this way, because there's always been like bullshit narrative stuff that gets into it, just like with any NBA award, but especially the all-star game. And honestly, if you're not a Heat fan and the Heat are not your number one priority that you're looking at, you think, hey, um, the Heat look like absolute shit and I'm sorry, even with Jimmy, they do not look tremendous. They look fine. Okay. They look, okay. They look bad for a team that made the finals last year. Okay. But they are good either
1: is my point. But the
3: Knicks have been bad for decades and decades. And now they look not like the worst team in basketball. They have like a little,
1: that's not an argument. Thank you, Curtis hero for the, for the tier one gifted sub. That's not an argument for them though. That's, you're just like rewarding a franchise that has been legitimately sewage because they they fucking sprayed some Febreze over it. Like what?
3: Sure, are we I mean it's about? not logical, but like that I'm telling you, like. But I'm arguing fact it logically. It. But, but, but it's like it's I'm talking. It's the All Star Game. It's the All Star Game. You can't can like, I, this, can is All-Star game? It, this is the All Star Game. This is this. This is absolutely the
2: worst all-star game. Like, if I'm one of the players, why the fuck do you even want to go this year? They, exactly. I'm.
3: Can I really <laughs> talk about, parties, like, how man.
2: pissed off I am with the scheduling really quick? Because I'm probably yes, one of the only people who actually really enjoys the Saturday night, uh, like, shooting contest, the slam I dunk, dunk, all that shit. That's the only part that I really enjoy. I don't give a shit about the game, okay? So now they moved everything to Sunday, put it all in one day, It's late as hell. You're going to have the slam dunk contest at halftime in the middle of this game. Guys are going to be fucking up the the dunks and all that. And the shit's going to go way past midnight. I'm not going to get any sleep. We're going to have to pod after it's going to fucking suck.
1: Go. We have the, we have the day off. We have the day off. Uh, It's a a bad game. That's a little better.
3: You're 100% right. That like, I know, gee, this is not what you're arguing. I know we're all in agreement here that it is overwhelmingly positive for them to miss. I think Jimmy's, legacy at this point is not at all tied to all-star games. I don't think, I think he can make 10 more all-star games and it wouldn't be a drop in the bucket. I think his legacy is entirely tied to postseason success at this point, doing things like he did last year. And with Bam, when you're 23, you're going to make 10 more all-star games in the next decade. Like he's about, he's going to be like a for sure starter for the next foreseeable decade and stuff. So like, I'm not worried about that. And you know, it's going to be a, a super spreader event. It's it an atrocious thing that they're doing. Like one of the stupidest Answered things I've ever seen by, in my life
1: by the super yeah. spreaders. <laughs> Hold on, but I and I, I want to get into that that stuff. uh The kind of the the ridiculousness of um, the holding a, a damn event in the middle of a pandemic when we you know we're pretty close to the end. You know these these all star appearances they matter for legacy when we're talking about all of fame and, and stuff like that. Like you know Jimmy has. Jimmy only has five appearances and he's had a couple circumstances in his career that has caused him to miss out on some, you know, for example, like Lowry has more than Jimmy. Right. And, you know, when, when it comes down to it at the end, when it's, when it's, when it's time for him, you know, he might not get it because of a couple missed all-star appearances. And that's the stuff that bothers me. And, and I agree, Jack, that, you know, this stuff shouldn't be tied to legacy, but it unfortunately it is. is, And yeah. that's, that's why I know, like, I take it seriously. Like, when I want to say, and like, I don't have a vote, right? Like, if I did have a vote, I would take it really serious. It's why I like guys like Zach Lowe and um, and Kevin Arndovitz, because they like legit understand like this stuff matters, not just for players' contracts, but for legacy and their Hall of Fame stuff and everything. Like, you know, five time All Star, three three time All NBA Third Team, four time All NBA Second Defensive Second Team. Um, you know, I want him to get in because he deserves it. I think Jimmy Butler's a Hall of Fame player. And you know, it might get to the point, you know, if next year, you know, he gets hurt or next year, you know, I don't know, the bats, you know, Trey Young goes off and Jalen is amazing and and Tatum and and Kemba's back. You know, like you know, you don't know what's gonna happen next season. And if he has a little bit of a down here, you know, the East has a lot of really good guards and, and the front court players are obviously incredible. Look at whatever's going on in Brooklyn and all that stuff. Like, it could get tough for him. And I just think that he fucking deserves it this year. That you can't sit here and in good faith tell me. Julius Randle is having a better basketball season just because he's played five or six more games or seven more games, whatever it's been. I- I'm sorry. Well, yeah,
3: I, I, if I was picking, I probably would have Bam and Sabonis in and I wouldn't have Vucin. And I don't know if Randall is the guy I take out. There are.
1: Why? Why is Randall? Like, I think for I sure. Think he's been really
3: good. I'm a Randall fan. So I'm a little. Biased, I am too. But... I like him. I, I don't like, know. I think Simmons making it over Bam is kind of bullshit. Like Simmons, I know Simmons they're has winning. not had an all star year. Yeah, he, he hasn't, has- and he's been really good. And I think i am incred—I'm incredibly impressed by him. I don't think he's an all star. I think like I the numbers think look really good. People I don't think Levine is. I think I think the backcourt... I think Levine has been really good. He's fine as an all star pick. I'm not mad about it. I think
2: middle Levine. I think Levine got they don't hot when it mattered and, and the yeah. coaches were – No, Levine's, Levine's
1: been putting up numbers all year. I just think that they're bad Middleton's when he's he on the, court. This, been the guy? His last couple game, games, he's been reaffirming it. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he is what he is, but Middleton I, is better. Um,
3: I'll say about Jimmy, like you're right about how it matters for legacy and Hall of Fame voting. Um, as I said earlier in the pod, I think Jimmy, where he's going to make his legacy is in the postseason at this point. He really oh, but... needs to like have another run like he did last year. And That's I think then he's a shoo But like also but... like on the subject of what's fair and what's not fair. Like if you're talking about a season that has been unfair to one guy in particular, it's Jimmy. Like literally carried his team to six games in the finals, like after everybody got injured around him and he gets rewarded with the shortest off season in NBA history. And then he gets rewarded again, being forced to play against a team that everybody and their mother knew had COVID and was spreading COVID. So then he he, gets COVID. He rolled his ankle. And he rolled his ankle. But like that goes with having the shortest off season in NBA history after carrying such a heavy load. It's like, he was really like set up for failure in every way at multiple points by the NBA. And I'm not saying there's a conspiracy against Jimmy Butler, but I'm saying they really like fucked him over in a way that they didn't do to any other player because no other player was in his specific situation where he was carrying such a uniquely heavy load in the finals and then given such a short turnaround. Um I don't know. I I do think there is something to be said, though, about like this Heat team being incredibly disappointing. And you have to expect to be penalized for that because
1: I'm, I'm not that I don't follow you there. I don't I don't follow you there because every season is a new season and, and last year's expectations should not affect individual awards. And I know that there is a team element to it, but I, I just disagree with you. By the way, the Smolnick in chat is saying, as G looked at the stack comparison for Jimmy and Julius, Julius is better at everything other than assists this season. That's fine. You can do that. We we you can you can play the game of Julius has better accounting stats. Um I I've pointed out the on-court impact. Jimmy impacts winning in a way that Julius Randle does not. And Julius Randle's having a very good season. He's scoring the ball, he's doing so efficiently, but at at the end of the day, he's getting like one more basket and he's getting like one more or three more rebounds, whatever. Like, really, you're, you're really gonna point in here and say, Oh, it's so much better because he gets a couple more rebounds and he makes one more field goal. Like, come on. Like,
3: why isn't that he able ridiculous. to be voted in as a guard? Like, why is Jalen Brown able to be voted in as a guard, but Jimmy isn't?
1: Well, I mean, why, are, Brown why are they doing positions Jaylen, anyway? That's the, the true. issue with Jalen has been the defense has really fallen off lately. And he's
3: been teams. good, but like, if you're talking about, um, who doesn't deserve a spot? Like I think the front court in the East is way more loaded than the back court.
1: I don't know I think- why you're not, I don't know why you're going to Jalen before you're going to Vooch and Julius Randall. Like, what are you doing?
3: Vooch and Julius Randall have been, I mean, if, if you're just looking at like counting stats, which is basically what all-star is, all-star but game these are is coaches
1: like- that are voting for this coaches, but it's are not still like that.
3: An all-star game. It's not all NBA. It's a little different of a criteria. are going to vote like-
1: the same way. I-, I think the media votes way better than, the coaches, but that's that's a different. I coach. don't know. I but I also
3: think, yeah, I don't know. I think there's some saltiness against Miami, deservedly so. Like, I I don't know. I just can't expect to be treated fairly in a season where it was your job to prove that you weren't frauds and you look like frauds.
1: Mad, chat's
3: they mad weren't frauds last it. year.
1: Chat really because wants Julius a- Randle, and I gotta be honest with you, I really was really be- good. I hate when people are happy for first-time all-stars. I- I'm never. I- I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't care about your cute little story. That's literally the Knicks Super Bowl. He That's doesn't literally give a fuck about your happiness. This season, the only thing that fucking matters to that poverty fucking franchise is this guy making an all-star team. That's literally the only thing that matters because they're not going to do shit. They're not going to win shit. They're fucking losers, and they've always been losers. And they haven't been good since Patrick Ewing. They they the Carmelo Anthony made them good one time, and they got their ass kicked by a trash can. Better record
3: than the round. Heat right now. Better
1: record uh, than the Heat. The, they The Heat have been ravaged by COVID while they haven't. So let's let's start okay, by that. So they're, like they're slightly, private, like I said, I they're, sewage, they're sewage with a little Febreze. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to fucking celebrate and throw confetti and roses. Fuck out of here. It's a loser. I don't franchise know why you're peeing in on Randall as opposed to Vooch. Like I think both because I think, both, cause cause I think Jimmy Vooch. and Bam deserve it over them. Both Sabonis of those guys deserved the it more than one of those guys. I, Sabonis
2: is my biggest snub of the of the East squad. No, no Van, I mean yeah. Van
1: Vliet's another guy that has oh, a better record okay, than no, all of no, no. Sabonis. On, shut up. If okay, we're no, going, no, we're no, Just mind. like You're overall the, the biggest Van snub. Van Vliet,
3: motherfucker.
1: The Raptors are better than all these teams, but whatever. Like, it is the what Raptors it is. The Raptors, Raptors, the Raptors have uh, the Raptors have the same record as the Pacers. So
3: I'm That's not acting okay, Philly Heat. Okay.
1: Philly Heat. Why do you even watch our, our never mind. Philly Heat? Philly Heat's mean to us on Twitter. That comes to all the streams. That's amazing. Okay. Did you guys see Dwayne Wade's I'm not acting like they're a good team.
3: I'm not acting like the Knicks are a good team. You are. You kind of are. No, they're not a good team. What I'm saying is just, I think the way people process it, and I'm not saying it's logical or fair, is you see what the Heat were last year and they're performing way below expectations.
1: That doesn't you see what the that Knicks have been All-Star? for
3: the past several decades. I'm not saying it's logical or fair, but I'm saying the Knicks have been an eye-popping team to some degree. Julius Randle has been an eye-popping player to some degree. The Heat have not been an eye-popping team. Bam has been an eye-popping player, but again, Bam isn't even be better team, than
1: Jimmy. I, I don't even know what you're doing there. Jimmy has also been an eye-popping
3: player, but again missed a large chunk of the season where like people were gathering data, which matters. I'm not saying it's logical. I'm not saying it's fair. but like played, this is perception only played
1: fifty more minutes. Than Jimmy, but this is perception.
3: He, if you're looking at the heat from an outside perspective and you're not saying you're you're doing like this absolutism where you're saying it's an individual accolade and stuff, and like you're right in this purely logical sense but I'm talking about perception. When you see how disappointing the Heat are, you don't want to reward them as much. And the, the Knicks do not have that same problem. And I know, I know they're not playing the I know the Heat the are voters. better than the Knicks like overall in the long run when healthy. But I think, you know, and you can criticize the coaches for not coming at it purely logically. But like when you look at it, the Knicks are more impressive than the Heat have been when you are comparing
0: Terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
1: a lot of people process these things, even coaches. he makes a good point in chat. the Celtics aren't disappointing, and they have two all stars I mean they've been not good
3: look i I'm saying I don't think Jalen Brown should have made an all star game i I don't think that's I think him being voted in, a, in as a guard is the reason he made it um, if he more was a position in, thing. yeah it's more of a position thing. I think the guards are more shallow i you know I think maybe middleton deserved a spot um i would have liked to see middleton get in there was he he was in as a guard as well right like like middleton is a guy i would have have over um i i don't know i haven't looked at it that closely probably over um jalen brown i agree the celtics probably don't deserve two all stars either
1: Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. So, Dwayne Wade's ballot uh, came out. Uh, have you guys seen this? No. No. Okay, so Dwayne Wade's reserves Ben Simmons, James Harden, DeMontis DeBonis, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown, and Fred Van Vliet. So, Dwayne, no Jimmy, no Bam. Well, I, mean, I can't believe we have to cancel Dwayne Wade. I love Dwayne Wade, and I can't I, believe we I, have to cancel Dwayne.
2: I don't necessarily disagree with him. And honestly, I, I think I, just, listening to you fight right now, like I'm not as emotionally invested in it, but I will say it's possibly because I fully expect Bam and Jimmy to return to multiple more All Star
1: games. And besides that, I don't know about Jimmy, man. I don't know. Like, you guys. Like there's nothing guaranteed in the sport. Do you remember when the Oklahoma City Thunder made the final against the Heat, and everyone was like, "They're gonna get it. They're gonna get another shot at this." They literally never did.
2: But then to, but then to Jack's point, then then he'll solidify his Hall of Fame
1: career by what he does in the postseason. We don't know that he's gonna get another chance like that, man. We don't know that.
3: If you're Dwayne Wade, though, I
1: respect the decision. If you're Dwayne Wade, you're a city friend. I, no, I can't if believe you're Dwayne Dwayne, Wade.
3: You're 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 saying, hey. My teams, when I was healthy, never fucking got this bad. They were, you know, if I had a two, like two all-star, if I had a Bam next to me or if I had a Jimmy next to me, our teams would not be three games under 500. We would have more than two wins against above 500 teams. Who, Like, get your asses back in the gym. Like, what are you doing? You made the finals last year. If I'm Dwayne Wade, I keep them off just for spite because you were making the heat look bad you're making that's my right. organization look bad. No, I think I think you got to get serious and like I don't know, it sucks, oh, well, but this is what happens can... when you're below 500, you leave yourself up to maybe unfair decisions. If you are a good team, there's no question that one or both of them make the All-Star game. And I know there are you can do like what about what about what about? And that's perfectly fair, but the problem is is like when you are this bad you have less eyes on you. People are less impressed with you, it's and you people are less willing to give you what you deserve, or what you think you might deserve. And like, that's just a problem. And that's why I advise to not be three games under 500. Like, it's that's easy fine. as that. They should have won more games.
1: I disagree. I think that the health matters. I, again, I can't excuse some of the losses, like to the clip, the depleted Clippers, and and that that botched. You know, it's funny because I was thinking. Moose, they were a quarter away because remember, in reality, I mean, they were up double digits in the fourth quarter against the Warriors. They were a, a quarter away from having a five and two road trip. Like, let's like, you know what I mean? That's that's pretty insane, and right? That, that would have changed the national narrative
2: vastly, I believe. Uh, would it have been enough to put these guys in though? Probably I still not. am
1: on, I'm still with Jack on that. I mean, they won the game that they had to win. They they won the primetime ABC game, you know, on on Saturday night. Look, that's, that's the great. game. Yeah, that was the must the win. And that Jimmy and Bam played exceptional. I mean, Bam was. Uh, I mean, I, I like the phrase tornado on defense. I mean, that's that's what Bam was doing. Everything. I mean, Bam was easily the best player that game. And Jimmy, you know, played really well. Jimmy defensively was awesome and, and kind of controlled the pace of the offense. So, um, I, I don't know. I'm just upset about it. it. It bothers me. I think I think it's good that they're not going though because. A, the rest is going to help them. Um, so maybe this will be a blessing in disguise. Uh, they they looked tired yesterday uh, against the Thunder. A lot of short jumpers, and really, Duncan and, and Kendrick bailed them out. I mean, Kendrick really has bailed them out a lot in the road trip. I mean, I, I know it's not a secret that I'm not a biggest fan of his game. But, I mean, legit, bailout play after bailout play from Kendrick. You know, some spot-up threes late in the shot clock. That went down. His shooting has been unreal. Um, he's, he's, he's very quick. Good, rim so uh they look tired they don't have a lot of they don't they don't have legs right now so the rest is going to help them is going to give goran a little more time to come back Uh, and if they can get jimmy on fresh legs bam on fresh legs and goran on fresh legs to make a run uh in the second half of the season i really like their chances i think they're 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 mostly on the road to recovery um and i want to kind of get into the rest of the season kind of the first half where, where they're going to be in a second but i mean they're they they're are 14 and 17 they're 3 games under 500 two games back of um of the five spot uh one and a half of of six which is the celtics so encouraging um there's there's stuff to build on so let's look ahead for the schedule uh kind of going forward because it's it's a little it, it's a bit of a tricky schedule um, I think that when we when I first looked at it, it looked a little easy, but I've kind of changed my tune on it. So they play Toronto tomorrow uh, on Wednesday. Uh, then they play the Utah Jazz on Friday. Then they play two against the Hawks. And then they play one against the Pelicans. That's a little rough. Uh, those two Hawk games are going to be big for them. I think that Raptors game tomorrow, and, and they're going to get the Raptors on the second night of a back-to-back. They're playing against Philly right now. Um, Philly's bludgeoning them. Uh Kyle Lowry is still not back for them. And I want to preview that game in a second, but those two hot games I think are must-wins. I think that Raptor game on the second night of a back-to-back's a must-win. I think they gotta try to steal that Utah game. They have to, man. They're gonna they, they have to. I mean, they got their ass kicked by them and they're gonna be coming back at home. I think that's a game that maybe they don't take, but I, I really want them to. And then the last game before your break uh against the Pelicans. Um Moose, I, I hate doing prediction stuff, but like what's a, what's an ending to the season with those five games that would make you happy? You get definitely both Hawk games
2: would be fantastic Raptors and I don't know about Pelicans so three and two.
1: So, three and two. Yeah,
2: three, three and two. I'll take it. I'm not, I'm not expecting anything against Utah, to be honest, just because I think Utah's playing at a higher level right now. However, I will say I fully expect Jimmy and Bam to have that one circled, and they are chomping at the bit to get to that game after the last one. So, anything's possible, but give me three and two, and I'll be more than happy.
3: Four and one. I got to. They have to play I'm, over I'm their with heads you. a little bit. I, I kind of agree you. with what you're saying, Moose. And I, I mean, if they go three and two, I think it's a win, but you are still you know, regardless of what happens, they could go five and O oh, and I would still say they need to make a trade. They need to make some kind of move. This yeah. is, roster is not complete. I still don't think they're a wonderful team. Um, but yeah, I agree. Three and two is like decent. I, I think four and one is where I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Like maybe this team isn't kind of what we thought they were all year. Like maybe they're a little better than we, what, they've looked like in the past three and two I think is the expectation four and one is a success and I don't know like I think they have to assert their dominance over the Hawks and then I think they have to get um it's the Raptors the Jazz and then who else the Pelicans and the Pelicans yeah I think they have to get two of those three games um You know, whether it comes against the Jazz or the like, they could lose to the Raptors and I'd be fine as long as they beat the Jazz or like, um, but yeah, three and two is fine. I think four and one is what I'm looking for as a barometer for success. Three and two would just be, this is the same team. Nothing changes about my perspective on the team. And like, again, as G has vociferously argued throughout this entire podcast, this is a team with two all-stars. And two well-deserving all-stars, like undis- yeah. indisputable <laughs> that they are deserving of all-star appearances. So they should like—I don't know—they yeah. should roll over the Hawks. They should, you know, beat the all-starless Raptors um, and the Jazz. I mean, I think, I—I I think it's. I'm done with giving this team excuses for not beating teams that are better than them if that makes sense. I think at a certain point you have to say this is a good team. This is a team with multiple stars on it and there should not be a team in the NBA that you circle as a scheduled loss. If you can beat the Lakers even though they had Anthony Davis missing, then you should be able to beat any team in the NBA on any given night and I think that's how I felt about the team last year and that's not how I feel about the team this year obviously because they haven't beaten anybody except for the Bucks and the Lakers but they need to start playing like a team that doesn't have any scheduled losses because they can't afford them.
1: So the heat right now, they, so the, the, the Hawks actually are a little feisty. Uh, they've, they've kind of put together some winning lately. So I I think that's, that's, those are the two games that I kind of worry about because it's, it's also tough to sweep those, those back, those little mini series. I think a lot of times coaches make adjustments and, Players kind of respond to those adjustments a little, a little better and easier when they're right in front of you. Uh, The Hawks um, actually they're three and seven in their last 10. They they had, they had really kind of risen up to standings and they've kind of fallen over themselves. So their offense has improved. I know in the beginning of the season, their offense started like near the bottom and their defense was actually kind of feisty in the top 10. And that's really fallen off since the Hawks defense is, uh, (laughs) is already 22 and their offense is at 12. So they they've kind of corrected it, uh, despite kind of a weird start for them. The Raptors game tomorrow, I think is interesting because so they're, they're getting blasted by Philly right now. Cork is just doing whatever he wants. Uh, they're the Sixers are just shooting the lights out and, and it's going to be tough for them. Lowry might come back against the heat, which will make things difficult. I think that that those are, those point guard matchups are just tough for Miami. The Raptors have also gone to playing really small. So they'll oftentimes go OG and slash Siakam at, at the four and the five. Um, you know, with, with the small guy at 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 small forward, so th- that really, really small ball I think kind of bodes well for Miami because obviously their rebounding has been an issue although they've corrected that since Jimmy's come back, their they're 12th in rebound percentage uh, but you kind of like Bam going at these smaller guys and while those lineups are a lot more switchable and it's going to be tough on their shooters, I do think that Jimmy is a really good guy at matchup hunting, so that he's going to be able to pick on some of those smaller guys, especially if Lowry's not in, uh, there's going to be a smaller guard that's going to be huntable. So that's going to be interesting, but the smaller lineups do provide for more switching. They don't go as much with Aaron Baines anymore. Uh, Jack and I are going to get into more of that in the pregame show. Uh, I like what Killard said uh, in chat that if they go four and one, that tells me that they're back and they've really been
3: back on track,
1: back on track,
3: back on track to being back. Not back. Back on track to to being back. But ask yourself this: how much,
2: how much faith do you guys have that they're going to go four and one now?
3: Oh, none. None. Exactly. Little to none. Yeah. No, you're being realistic, and I think pragmatic and like the realistic, clear-eyed thing is that they're three and two. Um, hopeful. It's but like hopeful. It like a hopeful thing is four and one, and that four and one is
2: like yeah.
3: Four and one. Four and one is
2: that's a statement
3: that's a statement and it says, Hey, we're a legit team. Cause I don't feel that yet. I know the Lakers game was a really good win. I know like the fact that they've been able to string together some wins is really positive, but they're still not playing amazingly. None of those games were, I think, decisive statements. I think they, they all had little encouraging things about the team. Like I thought it was really cool that they were able to play kind of down all game and then end up kind of, you know, handily winning last game. Like, things like that, those are really encouraging things. But, like, I have not seen a game yet where I say, like, oh, this is a team that can go back to the finals. This is a team that, like, as constituted, can make big waves in the playoffs. I have not seen that team this season. Maybe against the Bucs, I saw it. But even then, like, I don't know. Because it was also, like, pretty close to a pretty devastating loss to the same team. Um, They lost by, like, what, like, 50 that game? And then... I don't know. They need a trade. We've been talking about that. Somebody brought up the Myers Leonard thing. The um, I forgot who asked it. Somebody asked if we can sign multiple. I think Schmidt and Shmolnick asked, are we able to um, split that into two signings? You cannot.
1: So I actually, asked. it's funny because when I saw that, I, I immediately went to ask Keith Smith about that because he's a big, uh, Keith Smith, by the way, follow him. He does really good work at Keith Smith MBA. Uh, knows a lot about the cap. Uh, he said just one, so they they cannot split that up. And also, um, I think it was Albert namad that that you can't if they trade Myers. I think they lose that, so they might have to sign the guy first and then trade Myers. So it's a little it's a little complicated for them. Um, but they cannot split that up. That's like four point three million dollars that they cannot split. Cool. Yeah. So it's tough. <laughs> and and the buyout. I mean. The- it's going to be tough in the buyout market. Um I don't I, I, it's going to help obviously. Um but you know, they the heat are going to have something that a lot of teams that are kind of contenders cannot normally offer a buyout guy. Can offer them money and role. And those two things are often not what you normally get. You normally get one or the other. Sometimes I remember when Wes Matthews got bought out, he went to the Pacers uh because of role. They offered him, Hey, listen, you're gonna play a lot because we need you. And he didn't go to a team like the Heat or the Lakers that were a little bit better, uh, because there was just no, you know what I mean? There wasn't there wasn't a role for him. Uh so this is something that I think is interesting and, and kind of that the Heat can kind of play. Um I think that I think that they're gonna try to get to the deadline and see what they have. And then make a decision because they do have some chips to cash. I think Duncan's obviously an interesting chip. I think if Kendrick keeps up his play, that's interesting. Um, and they need to do a deal while also maintaining lineup flexibility. I was moose. Uh, I was looking at some numbers with Olenek. His 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 stats with Jimmy are like absolutely unreal. And I don't know if I'm drinking too much of the Olenek Kool Aid, but I mean they've been really good together. So when Jimmy and Olenek are both on the court together. They're bludgeoning teams. They're plus 14 net rating in almost 400 minutes. The offense is at 115. The defense is surviving. They're at 101, which is a really, really good defense. Um, I actually didn't know that. Damn. Yeah, they're they're playing great. And when Jimmy's without Olenek, they're minus 10 net rating and their offense tanks to 104 uh, net rating. And when, obviously, when Olenek's without Jimmy, that looks like shit. So, that's been interesting that Jimmy's success has been tied to Olenek minutes. Um, and I think part of that is they get spacing as at the big spot, either the four or the five. And then Jimmy has a pick and roll partner plus Olenek kind of spreading the floor. And I just think Yeah, that really, he knows he has someone in the corner that he can trust if he needs to. And he's guarded out there. He's not like Andre, where Andre's you really have to helped take him off. Seriously, of, yeah. Uh, he, and I, he, you know, Moose, have you seen it? Like he fans really, really don't like Olenek. He's a roller coaster ride. I mean, like
2: it's what we say on hangover time, but it really is like he's he's a good player. I like Kelly Olenek, but does he frustrate me? Absolutely. I mean, there's sometimes we were. But, but with all that being said, he's our best option at the four. We need him to space the floor. And, you know, those numbers with Jimmy just go to show you that if he if he helps our best player excel and exceed what he's doing on the court, then keep him out there. Give him all the minutes.
1: One thing I so before we go, because we're running on time and, and this is mainly an all star show and kind of looking ahead for the rest of the season. Uh, Jack, I've been very curious as to what the Jimmy Bam kind of fixes have been this season, right? So I was kind of looking uh, on trustcpbstats.com, which is a great site for lineup data. You should all like be using that as a tool to be more informed basketball fans. Um, you know, when Jimmy and Bam play together in games that they've both played. So I want to throw out all those you know games where they were with COVID lineups. Um, they're winning. They're, they're winning those minutes. They're, 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 almo- they're a little they're almost plus one. Uh, that's concerning to me. I think that you want that to be more. I think they shouldn't be barely winning those minutes. I think they should be decidedly winning those minutes where they're both on the court together. So I think that's something that we should be monitoring. Uh, what I think is encouraging is that when Jimmy plays without BAM they're winning those minutes by a lot. They're plus almost nine per 100 possessions with a really good offense. Jack, that surprises me. Does that surprise you? Because I feel like when Bam's on the court without Jimmy, it looks like a struggle.
3: Yeah, I guess those numbers surprised me. I'd have to like think more about him, but I, I don't know. Like Again, this team is not... It, those numbers don't suggest that those are both all-stars. If I'm going to be a dick about it, and I am, it, those numbers to me would not suggest that these are two all-star players. Would it like, wouldn't those numbers be a little higher?
1: I agree. I think that, yeah. the, and that's one of the, and, and I, I, I think win that if you want and to I look win the at debate. their, there we go. I agree with you. I think if you're <laughs> going to nitpick them, you would go to that. Although their individual numbers are good without each other. So Bam without Jimmy, that's fair. almost plus nine. Jimmy without Bam, plus 15 net rating. And when they both sit, so when neither on the court together, they're minus 16 net rating, which is why Eric Spolster should never do that ever again. He does that sometimes, and it drives me fucking crazy. Um, Smith and Smolnick in chat says, G looks up stats like most men look up porn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just looking That's at some stats. I love
1: lineup data. What, what could we say? Um, so it's just, I kind of wanted to monitor that because I thought kind of the Jimmy Bam staggering has been interesting, and I think what they did against the Kings was smart. I think they decided, okay, no more Jimmy and bam list lineups. We're not going to do that anymore. Uh, we are going to have one of them on the court at all times, and so we're going to try to overlap when we can. But, I mean, they haven't been great when they've overlapped. They've been barely treading water. And, and I, I want to see what Goran looks like there, because even when Goran has played, uh, they're, they're like minus one. So they're not good with the three of them. It's only 66 minutes. So we got to see. There's a lot. There's a lot of basketball left to be played, and I do think that some of their trends are looking good. I want to answer one person in chat because I saw them put up a bunch of names: Garrett Temple, Ephra Payton, Valentine, McGee. Yeah, this, I don't know. I mean, the, the, Ojale. I God, do you guys want Ojale? No way. I don't want Ojale. Hard pass. Yeah. I mean, James Ennis. I don't think Bazemore is going to be available. Like these are these are a lot of these are <laughs> that's a lot of hopeful names. Uh. So. I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough looking ahead. Uh, remember, we're going to be pre-games and post-game show before and after every single Heat game this season. So make sure to check that out, Jack. uh, We're almost ready to launch the Weird Alpha pre-game show. We're really excited about that. Uh, that's going to be fun. Check out Moose and Alf and Tiff and everybody on Hangover Time after every game. Remember to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Beat to claim your rewards, baby. Uh, You could be on Hangover Time. You could be on Heat Beat. We do some watch parties, right, with some of our listeners. Those are a lot of fun. I know Alpha and Siobhan are really excited for the next one. We're going to try scheduling that soon. And we have some, uh, listen, we have some very, 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 very cool announcements coming up for Heat Uh, Today was a really good day for us uh, as a company. So we're really excited to share with you some of the new things that we have going. uh, And make sure to support us in all the ways that you can. It's been a dream come true to do this and to have you guys kind of back us in the way you have. Like, that's been yeah everyone's really been amazing thank you guys and make sure you also check
2: out stream beat that's the only reason i'm here (laughs) i'm mark chapman welcome to the planet premier league podcast